We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. There's one thing I have to say to those who just shared. Thank you so much for your courage. Um, Because have you ever been told by somebody, just trust the Lord? Just, just, just have faith. How? How do you do that? I mean, I've had people say that to me before. You know, the world is falling. And somebody goes, God bless you. What does that even mean? It's like, I need help now and here. I need to understand, how does this thing even work? Because aren't we right now, how how much do you love it that people say, we're back to normal? (laughs) This isn't my normal. Some of my friends had businesses. They don't have businesses anymore. Some people don't have jobs anymore. How is this normal? And what is it with toilet paper? Did you know it cures everything? It starts to flood. I swear people were using toilet paper instead of sandbags for your house. Is that why we weren't allowed to shake hands because there was no toilet paper? (laughs) No, no, I'm sure it isn't. But you know what I mean? We're in the weirdest type of normal I have ever seen. But we're also, I believe, on the edge of something profound. When people are starting to look, when people are starting to work out, what do I trust in? How does this even work? Because life's unstable. And we know someone who has not changed. We know a name that is above every other name. And I want to ask the question this morning, what's in a name? It's a simple question. Psalm 9, 9 and 10 says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Now, this actually makes sense to me. Because if I just met you, I don't trust you. Do I? You don't instantly just get that. But if you know someone, then the trust begins to build, doesn't it? Then you actually start to mention their name a bit differently. What do you call God this morning? How does your voice sound when you mention Him? Because what we call someone tells us a lot about the relationship, doesn't it? Like my beautiful wife, Di. Man, I love that girl. She is a sweetheart. I call her Di. I call her sweetie. I call her bub. I call her my love. And there's a few names that you're not allowed to call her that I do. But there is something precious between us. And there is a trust between us that we can give each other those names. That when we speak, and I speak about her, the gruff guy that likes to do welding gets remarkably soft. Something in my heart leaps because there's something attached to the name. 
And you know, some of you this morning, you'll read my name on the screen and go, oh, Neil's his name. You don't really know me at all. Some will say, Pastor Neil. You know, you might go to the church and you know what I do. You don't necessarily know who I am. Some of my volunteers have affectionately called me boss. And that's what I call Phil. Some call me champ. Some call me mate. Some call me idiot. Those people are closer than my friends. <laughs> and more important still, there's a little hand that calls me daddy. The ones that I grew up and a beautiful granddaughter and beautiful grandson. And I'm Poppy. See, the way the name is used denotes the depth of relationship, doesn't it? It denotes how close. I mean, what do, you, what do you call God today? Do you call him the big guy in the sky, the man upstairs, the cosmic rule maker? I've got to say to you, don't. Don't. He's not the man upstairs. He's the presence in here. He's the one who desperately loves you, not some impersonal blob or impersonal force. Those who know your name trust in you. The psalmist often talks about it. He talks about you are, about some of the attributes of God, of who God is, what God is like. You remember that stupid slogan that floats around that says love is love? God is love. We know this to be true. But love is not God. Love is an aspect of who God is, an aspect of God's character. We're gonna go through some of the you are this morning. Because sometimes we need to build into our spirit truths about the one that we know. And then that begins to give us something to draw on when the wheels fall off, when things start to go wrong. Psalm 22, 19 says, but you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. So there's the first one. Every single weakness you have is an opportunity to see God's strength. Is an opportunity for God to step up into your circumstance, knowing that someone bigger than you is there. When I was younger, I had a big, well, I still have a big brother. He's annoying now, I'm older. But when I was younger, he was handy. Because when I'd get into a fight, he'd stand behind me and no one would touch me. It was awesome. I drew on his strength because he was bigger than me and he was meaner than me. Not that God is. But when you're overwhelmed, when you say, God, I'm too weak, give him that weakness. Give him that weakness and let him give you his strength because he's bigger. There's bigger arms to lean back in See, listen to this in Psalm 31.5. I entrust my spirit into your hand. Rescue me, Lord, for you are a faithful God. So not only is God strong, but he's faithful. He will never let you down. People are gonna do it. Who's ever been let down by someone? 
You've got amazing friends. Because I've got to say, I've been let down by people. Who's been let down by circumstances? No, they're not going to do it either. Because the economy's let us down, hasn't it? Times have let us down. Even our own selves have let us down. But even when we are faithless, God is faithful. And we can sit there and we can say, I can't come to God. I can't treasure his name because God, I've let you down a million times. I need you to hear this one phrase. You can't let God down because you were never holding him up. Okay, so you cannot let him down because he's the one who picks us up. His faithfulness has never failed me once and it never, never will. Psalm 65, five, you faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. Oh God, our Saviour, you are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on the distant seas. So add to faithful hope a sense deep down inside of you when things are going horribly pear-shaped that there is still hope, that there is still something in this that we don't yet see where God is at work, changing and transforming things. I mean, listening to those testimonies before, when you're in the middle, it's hard to see it, isn't it? When you're out the other side, you begin to see the hand of God unfold. And you think there is hope beyond this. There is a future beyond this. See, our hope is not in people. Our hope is not in times. Our hope is in the one all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God who spoke the world into being. This is who our hope is in. Bigger than any circumstance. Do you remember that scripture that says, those who hope in the Lord, he will renew their strength going to soar with wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. This is the hope. Psalm 75, verse one. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. Not only do we have hope, but you are near. Do you know... I was having a time, you know, those pity parties that you have and you think it's okay if I do some stuff wrong, God won't mind, it's all cool. And all of a sudden I realised that I'd actually turned from God in these slight increments, increments, increments and then by the time I realised I was facing the opposite direction. And I said, God, why are you so distant? And he tapped me on the shoulder, he said, just turn around. I was always here, you just weren't looking. I was here with you all of the time, even if you didn't know. Because we say that God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. So he's right in the midst of everything you go through. In the middle of your suffering, in the middle of your shame, in the middle of your struggles. So he's near, he's not far off and uninvolved but he's a loving, caring, 
compassionate God who will never leave. Do you know what Jesus called God? Abba. It's an Aramaic term. It's an ancient term. Loosely translated, it means daddy or papa. Jesus calls God Papa, Daddy. This term is a term of deep intimacy. It's like when a child leans into you and looks at you with a look that absolutely melts you. What do you call God? Do you know him as my strength, my faithfulness, my hope, one who is near? Psalm 86.5 says, O Lord, you are so good, so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask your help. Now we're getting into some good stuff, aren't we? Because this scripture says, when we say God is good, Doesn't this take it up a notch? And says, God, you are so good. It's like that new move. Like we used to be excited. Now we're super excited. I don't understand what that does. I'm wondering what next. Will we be super, super, super excited or something? But here we've got good. And it says, God isn't just good. He is so good. See, God is good all the time. God is good in our tragedy. God is good in our struggle. When we're at a funeral, did you know God is good? When we're celebrating, God is good. At the birth of a new child, at a marriage, God is good. Whether it's easy, hard, well, sick, God is so good. So, so good. And when it talks about, did you notice it says, God isn't just ready to forgive. He is so ready. Does that change something for you? That God is actually waiting going, come on, come on, come on. Turn around, give it to me. I'm gonna set you free. It's almost like there's a longing in the heart of God that says, I want to be good. I want to forgive so much. I just want you to call on my name to understand who I am. If we confess our sin, he's ready to forgive. Do you know the definition for sin? It just means to miss the mark. God has a life, a destiny, a hope for you. And he says, when you miss it, come back to it because I'm so ready to put you back on that path. So full of unfailing love. So he's so loving. It's not just what he does, it's who he is. It's part of his character. And he can't deny himself. Knowing that, what do you call him? You're my strength. My faithfulness, my hope, you're near, so good, so ready to forgive, and so loving. How good is this deal? 
that we come to faith, we own the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blessing of God begins to flow. Psalm 118, 28 to 29. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. This morning, I wanna ask you, is he your God? Is this the God that you serve? Call on him this morning, cry out to him. If you're hurting, tell him. If you're mad at him, it's what people don't understand. Unload on God. Tell him you are mad. Get spitting mean with him because he can take it. And you know what? I think he'd rather that than you walk away, wouldn't he? If you're afraid, cry out. If you're anxious, cast your care on him. Trust the one name that can make the difference. As I said, what we call someone reflects how we see them. When I'm weak, God is with strength. When the world feels unstable, God is always faithful. When you're anxious, unsure or afraid, God is your hope. When you feel isolated, hurting, alone, God is near. When you mess up, you fail, you do your own thing, you miss the mark, God is so good. God is so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love. One thing we need to understand this morning is that Jesus came for you. Each and every single one of you. God could have stayed aloof. Instead, he sent Jesus to identify with our pain, with our hurt, with our struggle. And to say, come. And even if you were the only one, Jesus still would have given his life for you. Do you know when you know Jesus, you can declare God is my God. There is no other name. How good is he? How good is he? And if I can say anything when someone says, how do you trust? It's in the knowing. It's in the knowing who God is, knowing what he's like, and then resting back in Papa's arms, in Daddy's arms. You know, this morning, some of you may not have that relationship with God. I wanna invite you to pray with me. And if you're online, you can do the same. I wanna invite you to rest in the name that is above all names. If you're here today, I wanna to invite you to do the same because this is the name above all names. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we thank you 
for who you are. It is by that name that we will be set free. Thank you for sending Jesus to sacrifice himself, to help me when I've missed the mark. And this morning, Lord, I trust you and I choose to live for you and embrace the name above every name. If you prayed that prayer in the room today, I just want you to put your hand up because we want to say, where to from here? Because getting to know God, to know His heart is a journey. This is just the first step. If you did that online, let us know because we want to guide you what are the next steps. And if you're struggling this morning, I want to encourage you after the service, pray for each other. Be bold enough to say, hey, would you pray? I'm struggling with this. Father, this morning, help us to lay back in your arms. Father, to know your name and to hold it deep. To know who you are and how you work. Father, I pray that you would pour out your power on your church in this place and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.